Welcome back, true believers, to another exciting episode of the Not Funny Guys Presents Off the Reels, the internet's number one podcast on public library recommendations on multiversal theory. This is episode 79, and today we're excited to talk to you, Eddie, about the MCU's Black Widow and Loki. That's two different movies, Black Widow and Loki. Now, two of those things were affected by COVID drastically affected by covid <laughs> yeah where are your yeah both of them we're your favorite ne'er-do-wells the not funny guys i'm your host casey i don't think i'm a robot franklin and i'm joined by my two co-hosts the other members of the not funny guys dr john the variant evans and eric he who remains high line barger <laughs> and with that out of the way, we'd like to remind you that if it doesn't say not funny, guys, just print out a piece of paper, write it on there, slap mm -hmm. it in a label maker, mm -hmm. pop it on there, and then it says not funny, guys. Even some scotch best. tape would work, I think. I think scotch I tape or gaff tape if you have it. Ooh, always the better choice. That's right. Gentlemen, say hello. Hello. John, I think this is, he this is, is on mute. mute. You're on mute, John. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Well, I was going to say that way, that way, I didn't step all over uh, Eric saying hello there. Uh, but I was going to say, this is your chance to basically get yourself a recap for Loki season two coming this week. Yeah, that's, that's great, right. Man. You should definitely be tuning in listening for that, if nothing else. I smell title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Your recap. Your recap. Oh, man. I hope you yeah. has I hope you guys had a uh, good couple of days. So, ladies and gentlemen, for, what a week it was! Woo! Well, for for the, for our audience out there, our friends in France in Edinburgh, um, and our friend in Natchitoches, uh, we are recording an episode early. Um, or for us, uh, we are getting prepping for a little bit of vacation time, and so um, we're just getting a little bit ahead. So we. To, to show how the sausage was made, we recorded uh, last week's episode two days ago. So time travel, and it fits in, you know, like Loki. That's right. <laughs> We're Lokiing it. So, oh God, are we going to get pruned? <laughs> yes, we're going to get pruned. You. You're going to get in the water for too long and come out uh... pruned. Uh, and it, did you do anything good um, yesterday? I, I, um, I cleaned my house. I organized the basement. I have been uh, fighting a cold, so I have an ear been... infection. So no, hey, fun. So you we can't all hear. Had... I can't smell or taste, <laughs> and I'm sore and tired from lifting boxes in a basement. So all in all, great weekend for us. We're old folks. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh no! I went for a walk today. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> the prune juice really helped this week. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a Klingon, so I'm not drinking prune juice. Hey, it's not I, actually. Prune. Do you remember they used to make? I don't know. They probably still do those NutraSweet like prunes. They came in like a tube. They try to like market prunes. It's like all cool. nope, not at all. Oh, just me. All right, <laughs> they were pretty tasty and like juicy. They weren't super dry. It was nice. Pretty tasty. I made applesauce tonight. Hey, and it was mm, good. I really like it. Any specific type of apples? Uh. Um, I don't remember the. I know there wasn't ginger golds this year because they were out by the time we got there. What uh, farm you go to? Russell Orchard. Right, Russell right. Orchard. Right. So I always up. like a uh, Scott Farm in Vermont. They're um, they got a lot of heirloom apples. So shout out to them. 
Nice, nice. I wish I could remember the type of apples we got. It was just the one we went there was wasn't much left because it was right after the tropical storm hit, mm. and a lot of apples had fallen off the tree. What? So far, only one apple I have found with a worm in it. Mm. So, yeah. What can you do? Wait, it actually had a worm in it. Yeah, you never know. had them. You've never had an apple with a worm in. It? No, I've, I've yeah, never been you, a teacher. Yeah, I, <laughs> well, I, I peel it. Yeah, I peel it, and then when I pop it through the um the the cutter, uh-huh. you, um when the core was exposed, I saw a little worm. What? Yeah, actually, it's not a worm technically. I looked it up. It's actually a moth larvae. Oh, so if you happen, <laughs> if you happen to eat it, it's just a little extra protein for you. You know, now so. I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna question my my life <laughs> as you should. Speaking of questioning your life, let's talk about some uh, some movies and some choices that were made. <laughs> uh, the choice that was made was my New Year's resolution was to watch through every MC, sorry, every Marvel movie, not MCU, every Marvel movie. It's a lot of movies. And these two knuckleheads were like, hey, let's record that, that as part of our podcast. Let's make it into it. Yeah, we do a movie a week anyway. So what the hell? So we needed a year long project. <laughs> that's right. And um, it, it is going to take a whole year to get through this. It's a lot of things, but it's been fun. So a far. year plus when you talk about Craven the Hunter, geez, uh, a year plus with Craven the Hunter. You're right. Um, so um, we're going through them, but we have finally made it to phase four. Last week, we actually started phase four um, with Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision. Today, we're going to talk to you about Black Widow and Loki season one. Hey, how far are we going, by the way, before we hit uh, phase five? Because I know we're already in there. When uh, does phase five start? Do we remember think, it was a quantum mania? I thought Wakanda Forever technically started phase five. I'll look this up and we'll talk about it next week. All right, let's do it. But I, I think it's Blackwood or yeah, just, um, Wakanda Forever. Just good to kind of look ahead in that way, I think, and yep. where we're going. So let's uh, let's let's jump into some some Loki, shall we? Um, Loki aired on 6921 and black widow was 7921 now black widow interesting thing was supposed to be earlier um it actually would have introduced val and val would not have been introduced in falcon and winter soldier but this whole covid thing kind of messed that up and so marvel reshuffled um their order wait what covid thing what is this covid um no, it was a uh, it was an ear infection that infected mm. your toes uh-huh. and made one in seven people sick. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. That sounds bad. It, it was a little Surprised rough. I didn't hear about it. You, you would have thought you would have heard about it. Maybe they would <laughs> shut things down, um, except for some states. They might just keep things open. But, you know, what? speaking of COVID, I didn't you know that because we live on a desert island. <laughs> I got my booster on Saturday. That was the thing I did. Even uh, desert islands, I think, know about it. Yeah. <laughs> they had mask policies six feet apart from the coconuts. That's right. <laughs> so let's talk about this uh, this Loki that can be found on Disney+. Plus. It's a Disney+, Plus original. Originally only found on Disney+, Plus, but as of Tuesday, it is on um, Blu-ray and 4K. Um, is that, with you mean, features. October 3rd? No, as of last, oh, okay. last week. Uh, mine will arrive to me on October 7th in theory, according to Ooh. Amazon. I should find someone who works at Amazon and get them to look into what's taking so long for my package to get here. And there are two people who work there. Oh, well, I should, I you should know find out. somebody who works there. I, I do know a couple people who Actually, work you there. know, <laughs> I know three people who work there. I know three people who work there. See? Uh, anyway, so I've let's... i never uh, heard of Amazon. 
Is, is that is that related to COVID? <laughs> COVID came from the Amazon. No, it did not come from the Amazon. I'm not going to start a weird yeah, Get out of here. What's on? What's on? MCU so, and on. So, God. So, Loki, um, last week I mentioned how those two shows were one director. This time, there are three directors for Loki. Um, Kate Heron, Justin Benson, and Aaron Moorhead. I'm not going to read off all of them all the time, but in this case, it's just three, so might as well. Do they each direct a pairing, like one and one into the nether, next, so to speak? So one and two, two and three and four, and five and six. I would like to amend my statement on there was three because wow. this. I just well, hold on. I realize I'm looking at IMDb now. I realize <laughs> that Justin and Aaron are 2023, so that's season two. So season oh, one, have all been Kate Heron then. Yeah, all of season one was Kate Heron. Um, oh. Now that I'm looking at this a little bit tighter, uh, so Kate Heron directed all of Loki, written by. I just want to find who the showrunner is really quick. We do um, the homework, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. We, we do. <laughs> I normally have it, but I didn't have time today. I don't see who the showrunner is on. That's weird. I think it has to be Mark Waldron. I'm uh, sorry, Michael Waldron. So, Michael, I'm going to credit you as the showrunner. And if you're not, please write in and we will um, correct this on a future episode. But uh, Michael Waldron and then the staff wrote the show. Music, um, I want to point out the music because I love the music of this. It is Natalie Holt um, did Very all of well season done. one. Yeah. And it looks like she's doing um, mm-hmm. season two. Yeah. All right. Now, the cast of this wonderful thing. Um, Tom Hiddleston as Loki, who we all we all know. Um, oh, I'm going to mispronounce her name so bad. I realize this now. Um, apologize, uh, Miss Renslayer. Uh I don't think it's Gugu, but it's G-U-G-U. Mbatha Ra um, is her name. Um, yeah, it's Gugu Bathra. Okay, it's thank Gugu. you. Thank you. Um, Gugu Bathra. Um, Sophia DiMartino is Sylvie. Owen Wilson as Mobius. Um, he was the one when they said Owen Wilson's going to be in the show. I'm like, really? And then you fall in love with his character. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, Tara Strong as Miss Minutes. I'm going to sneeze probably in a second. Yes. I will say Owen Wilson totally like Owen Wilson as Owen Wilson can only Owen Wilson. Yes. Like he he was in full Owen Wilson mode in some of those episodes, which I, I don't think I realized when watching it the first time through, like the whole like whispery voice, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But it's like watching Owen Wilson be Owen Wilson at the exact right moment you need him to be Owen Wilson. This yes. is true. This is true. It's not like it's there for the sake of caricature. It's there for like that is the character. Yeah, I I don't see I I can't see another way to portray Morbius than the way but you need him, him because he's so Morbius. Thank you. Off putting and lighthearted, but yet serious, and mm-hmm. he brings that that blend of those things you need in that character. Very much can the I, company man. Can I just say this might be my favorite role of his? I, it I might be hard actually. I have to. Role. I'd have to think about it, but I, might, I think I this has got to be in my top five. Yeah. There's there, he does some good work with um uh, Wes Anderson, so it's hard to yeah. I have to go to back through the Wes Anderson catalog, but I think I love um Darjeeling Limited, but I love that. Actually, for a lot I think of one of my favorite is when he plays uh the Royal Tannenbaums. He plays yeah. like the nosy next door neighbor, yeah, who tries to be one of the family kind of thing. But you're right, Casey. I think this is this is not this, this is would definitely. be a top role for yeah. me yeah. for him. And kind also, of and kind of a. It, renaissance is that the right term where he, it's kind of him coming back like he's a, been a gone for this yeah it's a wilson sans wilson yeah. sans um when me must uh musaku um as b15 hunter b15 to be exact 
because um, that's how they refer to her. She was uh, great in Lovecraft Country. She is. I love her um, and everything I've seen country? her in. She's wonderful. I'm glad, so glad to see her starting this week again. Richard E. Grant in classic oh, Loki, or as classic Loki. Gosh, that man is amazing. Jack Veal as Kid Loki. Let's see here. Um, oh, there's this guy, Jonathan Majors. He plays this yeah. he who must or he who remains. Um, that um him. Uh, he he might show up in other things. I don't know. Well, we'll have to see how this how this plays out for him. And <laughs> I don't mean like him as a thing. I mean like the character. Him. Wow. Well, we'll also have to see how this plays out for him as in him. I know. I was trying to avoid that a little bit, but. <laughs> Um, I don't. We we can avoid it until episode six. Then it's just front and center. That's right. It's front and center. So that's basically our cast of this. There are lots of other people who are floating around in there, but that's basically them. There are six episodes of this wonderful show, and I'm going to quickly tell us the episode titles, and then we can just discuss at our leisure. So episode one, um, glorious purpose. Episode two is titled the variant. Episode three is Lamentus. Episode four is missing. Where's four? Uh, Nexus four event. is the Nexus event. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Episode five is Journey into Mystery. And episode six is For All Time Always. Um, and the show does start off um, right where we saw him last in Endgame um, in New York City, um, 2012. The Tesseract gets there, just like in the movie. We just find out what happens after he picked it up. Disappears. Yep, goes to Mongolia. The Gobi Desert, to be specific. Yeah. And And he um, tries to do his spiel by getting up on a rock, and and then the TVA shows up to basically prune him in the timeline. (laughs) And their names of TVA, just in case the audience is here, because they only say it like once in the whole show, the Time Variance Authority. Yes. Um, and they're after him for the crime that they go after everyone breaking the sacred timeline. You know, there's a great moment in this episode when oh. he eventually ends up in front of Renslayer, but let's I'll swing back to that. Real quick, as I almost forgot, um, Eric, for you, um, this is what Renslayer looked like in the comic books. Oh, spot on. Not even close. Not <laughs> even remotely close. The closest is her suit is that like brownish beige yellow. More more brown that looks, than that anything. Shiny gold to me, but maybe yeah, I'm just I'm just, really I'm just saying that's the about the closest. You're trying. That she had in I'm her trying. I'm trying. The outfit was probably closer. Yeah. Ooh. Um. This is a frog Thor. What did frog Thor look like in the comics? We don't have a frog Thor, do we? Oh, we don't have a frog Thor. I would like to introduce to you Exhibit T three six five Frog oh. Thor. Yeah. Where? Wait, where is that? My in? kids what were part? looking for that. My when they go crime. when they go into the underground base in episode five. And he's desperately trying to reach Mjolnir right there. Yeah. yeah. There is um in the Blu-ray, <laughs> it's a I'm not trying to zoom in, it's just doing another song. <laughs> On the Blu-ray, it um there's a a cut scene of him. And Chris Hemsworth does he get the voice. Hammer? I don't know. I haven't watched I haven't got the Blu-ray yet. Okay. Um, but Chris Hemsworth does the voice. Also, I would like to show you. This Wait, is it's a scene like, cut or an extra short that we're gonna have to it's add a, in. It's a scene cut. Okay. So um, here's the Thanos copter yep. from oh, Thanos' okay. first appearance. Um, and Eric, if you're like, that's not in the show, I would like to present to you exhibit Thanos copter <laughs> from the show. Uh, if you this, were wondering... this just was like dishing out fan service, I feel like yes. this oh, series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the entire realm there was nothing yeah. but like a yeah. junkyard of everything you thought could exist. Oh, it's there. Yep. Yep. Here's a Lyoth. 
pretty good actor. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Even the color is that... right on. That's that's Elias, the smoke monster. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. And then um he who remains. <laughs> Looking uh a, a bit more aged there. Just just a few more years on him, I think. And slightly different skin tone. Yeah, it's it's slightly. it's a strong yellow. Strong yellow. <laughs> like like Tweety Bird yellow, you know. Yeah, it is Tweety Bird yellow. Uh all right. So jumping back to it. Uh yeah, so TVA catches him and um brings him in. I I love the whole like the entire sequence of him being brought in and like what are you doing? I like don't stop me. The bring uh, going down into the um the room. I need you to, is I need you to sign this. Is this everything you have ever said? What? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, th- that the uh, are you a robot? Are are you are you what has he phrased like? Do you know that you are human and not a robot? Well, yes. Does anyone have that? Uh, move on. What happens if I go through there? If you're a robot, it melts you from the inside. Yeah. Like <laughs> all of it. Like. Take a ticket. I'm not taking it. He didn't give me a ticket. Prune. Yeah. And the lo- the, like the look on Loki's face. Like just the panic. <laughs> so good. The whole. This does have some thing. good like um cold opens. This, this series does. in general was some of the yeah. best up, up until now. I love when Casey gets the Tesseract. And he's like, what is this? It's like, it's the Tesseract. <laughs> and then we see Casey later. It's like, I want the Tesseract. I will gut you like a fish. What's a fish? <laughs> uh, and then he like gets the test right and then he sees just infinity stones out the wazoo just a, just a oh, drawer full of so many infinity stones like it just it cracks me up like the humor in this show to me um i i love it uh, it's really it's really very much the first time the mcu goes meta on itself i feel like uh yeah i, I think it is now that I think about it i think this is the first time like I mean, there's other moments where they make jokes about themselves, but not mm-hmm. not to the point where they're kind of outside looking in like this. Yeah. Um. God, there's just so much in this first episode. Uh, Miss Minutes, um, who I think they've started to roll her into the Marvel comics. So I know she's on a lot of covers in the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, but Miss Minutes is is great. Um, voiced by Tara Strong. Um. I was going to say, uh, the member in the, I think it's the first episode or might be the second episode there. Um, Loki's forced to watch like the, the training video. And it's like, here's all the TVA. Like, here's how we do it. That's a, like, that's one of the special features on the Blu-ray is you get to actually watch the whole video that he had to watch. Um, I look forward to watching it. I'll report back and let you know how my indoctrination into the TVA is. Oh, good. That's good to know. Yeah. Make sure you're um, with us. Yeah. Um, Eric, or, sorry, John, do you know, is the, are the timekeepers part of the Marvel, like the regular Marvel comics? I can't remember. They were. They were an actual they thing? They were. They, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't think they've ever done a storyline with them in a very long time. I'm sure we will see more of them again, but they do exist in the comic books. Okay. I couldn't it remember. Is something that exists. That is a real thing. You know, I like that we we learned that the TVA was created because of a multiversal war, mm-hmm. which they're like setting up. Like we'd heard multiverse in the last movie, um, with Endgame, we learned that there's this multiverse, and now we're like fully setting up. There was this war, something happened, and these timekeeper people emerged and uh, created 
in the timeline to stop um, Nexus events. Which is interesting because WandaVision had, remember, there was the Nexus um, commercial. Yes. So it's interesting that we're starting to tie in all this Nexus um, stuff. It's 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 kind of cool. Um, yeah, so basically the first episode is just setting up kind of what the TVA does, how they monitor things. So all the stupid shit Loki did as D.B. Cooper. Um, that was a fun one. I, I have to say that was a great little, like, little nodding joke. I thought that yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, and like, oh, so that's how that one went down, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it makes perfect sense. I, I, I believe that's really what happened. Now that's that is my it was, theory. It was a joke, you know. Yeah. The um, the I love the interrogation with Owen Wilson, um, Agent Mobius. Um, that happened actually right, right before that when Loki's like, "I'm gonna burn this place down," and Wilson's like, "Well, I'll help you." <laughs> Like, <laughs> this is a nightmare. No, that part, I really will help you burn down. They're a different area. Uh, but I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the that interrogation because it's Loki being forced to watch his past. Oh, I and like watching him watch, watch the right MCU. And, I like when he has to watch forward. Yeah. He sees what's going to happen to him, and he sees that death. Yeah. And it's like... It has a yeah. it's a real sobering moment for him, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole I think the whole thing was because he also had to learn, like, he essentially got his mother killed. He just didn't know it by what he yeah. did and and um in that, and then having to actually watch her die because he didn't see it yeah. before. Mm-hmm. This time he had to actually watch it. And so then do you he, think he saw more than like what we saw? Because some of it was just kind of a hologram projection of her right in that moment for example but did he kind of get more of a view or did he see what we saw i think he saw what we saw but i think he also watched more clips than the camera showed us he watched probably i think he zoomed through his whole life because time works differently there so the tva because we see when he goes i thought you said there was no magic there's no magic here and you see the tva do you do you think it's the quantum realm because i'm convinced it's the quantum realm I, am I think we're fully... to believe that it is the quantum realm because we're obviously Ooh. somewhere where we are outside of the, the what would normally be you know functional things like for example, divinity stones don't work, magic right. doesn't work. Obviously, mm-hmm. we are we are somewhere where the laws of the shall we say normal MCU universe no longer apply. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I'm. I'm I and I think in um I think there's a shot in one of the Ant Man's where you see Ant Man and Wasp when supposedly when Hank and Janet are leaving you can see what people have speculated to be um he who remains quantum um, yeah house. quantum uh, Kang's little quantum whatever yeah. city that people think that's the TVA yeah. I, I'm I, I'm convinced that that's the TV that they're in the quantum realm because it's the, it's just what makes sense because we know time they're doesn't obviously work the outside same way. that's the thing they're obviously yeah. outside the bounds of space and time yeah because they even joke about the fact that you know time works differently here oh like prime time that that's I think one of the biggest clues to make you think that it's the quantum realm based on what we learned from ant-man mm-hmm. that oh time works differently here oh okay so we are yeah, yeah. you know where are we outside? You know, are we outside? You know, whatever that might be. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's. I think that's where. I think that's where the impression comes from. Yeah. No, I, I agree. The um the end of this episode of this first episode, 
it's we see in 1858 in Oklahoma, um, the agents are hunting Loki. We've learned this. Well, right don't miss the fact it. that we had the whole intervening situation in France in the Middle Ages where he picks up a pack of bubble gum from a kid. Yeah, he gets the bubble an gum. Anachronism that's very yeah. much there. Yeah. Um, the we learned that well at that point we're learning they're hunting people. They actually try to make you think it's Mephisto for a split second. Yeah, in a particular scene. Um, they they pulled that trick a few times already, and they'll. It's not the last time they'll pull it either. I feel like. Yeah. This kind of is it Mephisto? So I feel like they're really teasing Mephisto as someone who doesn't do, fully know honest, Mephisto. They're just trying to fuck with us. That's well, what it is. I'm sure but there's some supposedly Mephisto is in um, Iron um, Ironheart. Well, that I'm that's sure, sure because like it's, when is that coming out? I mean, you know, it's the one time we don't anticipate it. That'll be when it shows up. Yeah, I mean it's it's already filmed, um, Ironheart, and it's there. It's supposedly because th- she's finding um, Red or not? Yeah, I think he's Red Hood. It's Red Hood. Um, Wait, Joker? No, he's he's just the hood. <laughs> he's just the hood. Um, because it, it's a Red Hood, but he's just the hood, and he's a magical character, and oh, it's yeah, supposed yeah, to yeah, be yeah, yeah. magic versus From, um, tech. Yeah, I remember that character. And supposedly, the way he's going to get the magic guns that he has is a bargain with Mephisto and it's supposed to be Sasha Baron Cohen as Mephisto. I did hear that already that I, yeah. I heard he'll be playing it whenever he does pop up. Yeah and there's a lot Which... of rumors that he was going to get his own special like um, Werewolf by Night got a special. They would give Mephisto a special. Slight deviation here but you know going off the timeline yeah. slightly do you guys agree with the idea of Werewolf by Night coming out in color soon? Um, I know it's gonna be stylized color, and okay. I know the director. Fine. We do like some Technicolor stuff. That's fine. Otherwise yeah, I would be against it because I think the whole thing is that it should be in black and white. Right. But if I you want to do kind of like a like an off grainy Technicolor, I think. Yeah, like the painted over film from like the, the yeah, that's what it's, or 40s. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, it's, it's the same director. He's in, uh, he was in charge of the colorization. He said he mm-hmm. wanted to look like um an old seventies Hammer horror film. Okay. With the color. Yeah. So I, I I give it, you know, I'll, this is something I'll I'll I mentioned before we move on too far on. This is something I mentioned with Eric when we were talking about the Y podcast. We were talking about the ethical or moral um moral you know ability of the Avengers to time travel. And I referenced Renslayer when Loki uh refused the charges in the first episode and he says, Um, I did not commit the crime. She said, Well then who did? He said the Avengers for one. You can yeah. smell a double of Axe body spray on two Tony Starks. Yeah. And then she does say the lines, they were supposed to yeah, do that. Which yeah. feels like, were they? Or you just like, you know, you let them, you know? Well, I think knowing what we know by the end of the show, I think it's he who remains letting them because it was the way to get, um, it was the way to get the timeline reset. Very likely. No, I'm just saying, I, I, I always found that one as a standout kind of thing there, that, you know, interesting point. And I do like the fact that when in, I th- I th- it's in episode two where they, they discover that the, how the uh, variant has been hiding from them. Yeah. So it's been the disasters. Yeah. So to the, to the variant, um, at the end of episode one, we learned that Lo- they are hunting Loki. They are hunting a Loki, which is why it. they want this Loki. Um, and we see a gl- glimpse of the Loki. Um, at the very end yes. of episode one. So now in episode two, that's where we um, get a real Mephisto vibe too. By the way yeah. that they had her dress, 
or Loki dressed, how him he dressed, because yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 really cool um how they set this premise up. So we get we start this one starts off to Eric's point, like it's always fun openings. Um in the Ren Fair, 1985. <laughs> yeah. And I I love like the hey, some of us need this. Oh, that's when the second group yeah, in, but, I, I did like uh, that. Um, no no i think that was the first group i don't think no it was the first group. group is hey you're in the wrong outfits or something like yeah, that wrong and it's when the second group comes through they're like hey, some of us need this no i i disagree i think it's after the first group when they're walking away finally all right leia if all right, you're I'll, listening I'll, to this and you know ren fairs chime in i'll i'll allow it but the point is it's a funny line it is a great line no it's, it's a great line. line it is um so yeah, I like that Loki does the whammy on uh, on her, and she just she just goes off on them. Although overused song, that song's in every goddamn thing. Well, but you know, um, also she she kidnapped that one person. Yeah, she kidnaps her after she kidnaps her, and that's that becomes an interesting point because mm-hmm. that turns into an ironic phrase. Because remember when they take they put Loki on the mission, they make him wear a jacket that says "Variant." Yeah, to me that's hilarious. Convincing to find out that everybody at the TVA will be eventually discovered to be a variant. Mm-hmm. You know, I love when that's all wrapped up that little bit, and they like they're like they give Loki a job to mm-hmm. do, and it's like yes, Eric. No, I just think one job. Yeah, one yeah. job. He, he, one job. Paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, analytical processing, not listening to miss minutes, but apparently mm-hmm. he was listening. Yeah, they forget how smart he is. Well, that's I the thing Loki, that's everyone's Loki is flaws. one of those people who is naturally smart in the mm-hmm. sense that he picks up on things quickly. He has yeah. that Doctor Strange quality, where Doctor Strange is very much one of those people who has, uh, you know, an identic memory where he can mm-hmm. basically read it one time and it's there, and he can multitask. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I guess it's probably why people thought he was arrogant as f. You know, yeah, but he also is. Yeah. <laughs> but he he at least picks up that from looking at the paperwork he puts two and two together that loki is hiding in apocalypses because you can do anything you want in apocalypse no every yeah if everyone's gonna die you can't make that branch and they have the best way go to, to test it yeah. but also <laughs> one of my favorite lines in the whole show is when when he's trying to convince mobius and mobius doesn't want to do it he's like you can't be trusted and he's like you don't trust me but you can trust one thing I love to be right. Yeah, <laughs> I love that you little. Know they bit. had their first discussion about jet skis too. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's right. Well, it's the jet skis is just before it. I can't because wait. that's when he's doing I'm really his training. Looking forward to that scene in season two where we find Loki at a jet ski dealer. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really hoping that's the case too. Yeah, <laughs> with Mobius. <laughs> uh, we so we cut to Pompeii, which is the perfect. Um, apocalypse to test this on because mm-hmm. most people watching the show would at least understand what Pompeii is. Mm-hmm. So it was it was like the perfect way. Run free, run free! You're all gonna die. I'm from the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they go to uh, 20, 2050, the apocalypse event in Roxcart store in um, Georgia, in Alabama. Oh, is Alabama? Sorry. Haven um, Alabama, Hills, I believe Alabama, yeah. which I, I think is a made up place. Obviously, it's a, it's and a I'm guessing town. they went it to is the a made up place. It's a company well, town, yeah, for Roxanne. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We um, I love when when the whammy starts happening and it's just passing on person to person, and the way they do it is really smart because at first you don't you think oh 
okay, it's just Loki. But mm-hmm. then you get as you move as each time they Loki does the whammy, passing it along, mm-hmm. each one becomes a little bit more um effeminate mm-hmm. until eventually it's revealed that the Loki they're looking for is a female version. Mm-hmm. Um, who we will just go on to name um, say Sylvie, um, just so we don't confuse stealing- ourselves later. Who's been stealing reset charges and has yeah. very much lured them here. That's like the perfect trap. Oh, yeah. She's like, I know you're going to talk forever. So you were just giving me the time I needed. Mm-hmm. So she sends them all through. Um, everyone, the TVA freaks Maybe out. Loki chaos. gets away. And um, we go into the next episode, Lamentus, um, which is fortunately a nice short. I mean, there's not a lot to really talk about. It's them just trying to get away. Loki and her trying when to they get stra- when they break the Tim pad and they get stranded on the worst possible disaster. Yeah. Well, I love how it gets broken because he gets thrown out the window. <laughs> yeah. You can't blame me. I didn't do it. I, I landed on it. Can I just say that when they get on that train, it's really funny to see this. We see a different side of Loki. Ooh. He's been shifting this whole time. Um, yeah. What were you going to yeah, say? We start to see him lighten up. Yeah, totally. But I well, so my my thought kind of and it comes back to this episode for sure. But I liked Loki more this time through than the first time I watched it. I remember kind of feeling meh about it the first time. You were man, I remember because you yeah. were like, "Why do you like it so much?" Like <laughs> it's fun. I just enjoy it. I, I still uh, we'll get to the ratings later. But to me, episode three is part of why I think I was meh because that episode doesn't matter, right? You can remove about ten percent of the lines from that and put them into other episodes, and that. Kind of no longer is a needed. Yeah, it, it's it, not a only, necessary plot point. In my yeah, opinion. there's only two things that actually become relevant for this whole episode. The first one is when they're in the TVA, mm-hmm. and sh- they're right before that he gets them to Lamentus. They're, they're a little bit of a conversation in that. Lamentus in general almost doesn't matter, what, what except the, for they it's the, the train. Time, about the branching timeline when he's about to make out with himself. But that's the second episode. That's the next episode. That's I episode know. Four. I know. But in episode three, the other thing that I was saying, because there's two, it's the conversation on the train. It's the conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, the, those that's are the, the only two things. But that's that what I'm actually... saying. You could take 10% of the episode dialogue, and that's part of that that yeah. dialogue, I think, is quote-unquote essential, that you could move to another episode. This could have easily been five or maybe even four parts. And it's the shortest episode of the whole show, I'm looking now, because I've been clocking. Really, like Episode three and four are kind of mm-hmm. like a, a one-two. So a, episode A, episode yeah. B. Yeah. Episode three from moment the recap ends to where the credits start is only 36 minutes. I've been logging the actual time. Ooh. Sunny, you know, my favorite part about that episode three, though, is I like the sort of prolonged drawing out of things only because I think it's fascinating that they're going to these people are on this train to get off this planet and they will not make it. Yeah, it's like you're moving in a deterministic direction of. Oh yeah, no, this doesn't end well for yeah, anybody. Yeah. So they speculate whether this was like a Cree or maybe a, you know, somehow connected to Xandar event. Myself and and what a class system based uh, planet oh. this is in the first place, right? <laughs> oh. I mean, with the with the 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 train, what it makes me think mm-hmm. of a Snowpiercer. <laughs> you know, it like, is yeah, very Snowpiercer. Then, oh, yeah, yeah. Not only is it that class in the way that you have to have the tickets, and they're obviously leaving behind lots of people. The, they even call out, "You're only taking the wealthy" or something like that. I think yeah. at one point in the train. Right. And so like there's tons of people pissed because they're not going to be put on the train in the first place. But even when you get to the train to the end destination, the end destination 
seems like they're still weeding people out after the train right they were they were still weeding it oh, so like because there's a t- there's a giant crowd at that station be like let me on and they're in your so you, you get the feeling that like they're pulling people in like middle tier and then you only get to the high tier up until the the exit if you will the arc yeah as they call it there's a line oh here it is it's in the ne- it's technically in the next episode but since you mentioned Cree. There's a line that where um in the next episode where Mobius says we've brought in Kree, Titans and vampires <laughs> which is an interesting line that they they may it's oh, it's said in a way vampires? that it points it out picked up the yeah, vampires he goes oh. Kree, Titan and vampires which makes me think that maybe there's somehow blade could be Ooh. have made a, a little interaction with um well we them. we will know that blade exists you know, shortly, right? No, technically we won't lose your voice. So technically, we don't know whose voice it is. Touche. Um, so at the end of episode three, the one thing that's really kind of important to talk about, they're about to get off the ship because they're they've decided if, if the, we can break the cycle if we're on the ship because we've never been on the ship before. Mm-hmm. And they get right as they're about to try to even get to up to the ship, it blows up, which then ends the episode. We go into episode four, the Nexus event, and we get a glimpse of Sylvie as a kid um, and who's arrested, I guess, around eight-ish. Because I don't think they actually say her age, but based on how she looked, um, roughly eight. Um, and I don't, John, they don't actually say what she's arrested for, no, right? they don't. Yeah. Um, don't. Which is interesting. I, I'm wondering if that's going to be a part of season two, if we're going to find out why she was arrested. But we did Ooh. see Renslayer arrested her um, and she steals the um device and that's how she gets out mm-hmm. yep this is also where we get our first glimpse of the timekeepers because Renslayer goes in there to talk to them and we see them um in the back but um this is what's fascinating with this one is when we catch back up to our loki's they're sitting together um just waiting for the world to end um getting all lovey-dovey romancy romancy makes sense that only loki could only love himself um and as they're getting close to that kiss, mm-hmm. everything goes haywire. Major, major event happens. John was pointing up at the sky, and I think he was yeah. trying to say that Loki was pitching a tent, but I don't think that's what was happening. I think <laughs> no, I was saying that talking about the spike on the yeah, I know pitching timeline. Yeah. Uh, so they get him back, and then uh, the the comedic moment of this all episode is. When they get the TVA saves them moments before they're destroyed, they're both separated, but but they're on the room. Sephir Loki is put in a time loop with Sith. Yeah. And it yeah. made me so happy to see Sith. Yeah, it was nice. Nice to see her, but you know, we will see her again, but it was great to see her again. Yeah. Eric, what would your punishment be, do you think? Oh, God. What would be your Sith moment? Oh, man. I, I, I mean, I if it's embarrassing and really is supposed to knock you down the way that it knocked Loki down, yeah. I'm not going to say it on public. No, public I'm not going to say it. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's something we should never disclose to anyone. Yeah. What's the worst moment of your life? Go ahead, tell everyone. In the I world. don't think that's the worst moment <laughs> no, of his I think life. It's supposed though. to be a moment of like it's a humility. A humility. It's yeah. a moment of humiliation because it's it's a it's a it's kind of a reflection of how and who he is mm-hmm. and the things. And it's also something that he did very willingly, but also something that deep down he didn't like about himself it's like a self-loathing element to the, all of it too yeah it's like 
he thinks so. it was he thought it was gonna be funny and it wasn't and therefore he feels a deep sense of self-loathing and rejection from it so yeah i'm not talking about that <laughs> the um after... what about you casey what's yours oh what you, want, mine you want to start it off <laughs> uh, yeah so okay if i had to think of what would be a moment because I mean, again it's a humility don't moment have to, by the way <laughs> oh all right all right i'll save time all right ladies and gentlemen you can write in not funny guys that off the reels at gmails.com and you can ask and maybe we'll respond back with something is it true i don't know we're watching we're talking about loki so you determine uh so it's right after this that we get the kree titan vampire line um there's lots of interrogations that happen but what what is important to talk about is when B-15 goes in to interrogate Sylvie, Sylvie convinces B-15 to go to Roxcart and have a conversation. And Sylvie reveals to B-15 that they're all variants. And it's the start of... Well, that's because, remember, B-15 had a vision when she was originally yeah. possessed. Right. Uh but she's she's kind of learned now, so it's it is the beginning of just like a Loki weeding, um, like weeding in. This is the first branch doubt. off the timeline. Well, not the first, but this is a branch off the timeline, right? Of Technically, what's yeah. supposed to be happening wasn't supposed to happen. Yep, the TVA um, so, timeline. Yeah. So this is um, and it's interesting when so she gets back. Mobius is now gone to talk to Loki, and Loki tells him the truth. He just doesn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Renslayer goes in to see Sylvie, finds Sylvie wet, and realizes what happened. And so it starts this whole bleeding up to a fight where Sylvie and Loki are going to get up there. We're going to finally get a really good look at the timekeepers. Um, timekeepers are, oh, Mobius is Mobius, excuse me, Mobius is, uh, yeah, sorry, before they get into the timekeepers, Renslayer stops Renslayer. Mobius yeah, and right. Renslayer prunes Mobius. Uh, which is a, an important fact to know. And it happened yeah. just as like abruptly as you sang it now. Like, oh yeah, yeah. by the way. Yep, and you're dead. So then we got... He'd been getting a fishy feeling and it all yeah. came to a head and he believed Loki. Yeah, he's finally starting to see that Loki's not as bad as he says. And very unceremoniously think. just boom, out of the out of the picture. Yeah. Then um, we get... So we're back at the, the timekeepers. Mm -hmm. They're in there talking to them. Renslayer gets a weapon because B-15 comes in the last second, gives her a pruning, no, gives her the sword. Um, there's a fight that ensues, and Sylvie throws it and chops off the head of one of the timekeepers, and we learn that they are... Robots. That's right. Animatronics. Animatronic robots. They're pure Disney. Well, They're like way, This is the episode that made my wife almost quit on this show because of what happens next with Sylvie and Loki and what happens to Loki. Yeah, so that Ooh. this is one of those moments that was like pure shock. Like they've won. Loki's confessing or sorry, about to confess his love to her, and then you just see the Red look Slayer. on his face as he melts away. And there's Red Slayer standing and there. Say, thank goodness we learned what pruning really is and what it is not, because at that point, my wife had fully come around to really appreciate. I think, and then for us as the audience, I think this is where we're in a real moment here where we're like rooting for Loki. Yeah. yeah. Like we've really think, changed our tune about him, and then all of a sudden, this. I think that's why the tag is here because it's the first tag. Yeah. And I think it's because they were like, "Oh shit, people like him." <laughs> they are going to come and, back. <laughs> yeah, they just we just killed him. We gotta let them know we didn't kill him. Gotta let them know. 
And I love when he, you see him wake up and there's classic Loki, kid Loki, alligator Loki. And I don't know if he actually has a name. So the only way I can refer uh, to boastful. him is boastful. Boastful Loki. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and boastful Loki. Um, so it, I love that, that that little look, like that glimpse you see. And then you're just like, oh, God, what just happened? And we go into the next episode, Journey into Mystery, which is a great title. Yes. Um, because? Because that was the comic title. That was the comic book where Thor first yep. appeared and, and all these characters oh, yep. and the Asgardians in the Marvel and Universe was Journey Before into we Mystery. go too far, can I just say that those three timekeepers, by the way, is the yeah. worst Chuck E. Cheese concert <laughs> you, can, you can attend? Yes. <laughs> worst children's party ever. Yes. <laughs> Trust me, folks, it's not worth the air conditioning at Disney World. Look, I'm going to say right now, <laughs> if, if, if at some point in some episode it is revealed that whatever Kang variant He Who Remains is got those from some sort of off-variant Disney <laughs> World, amazing. I will not be surprised. In fact, I will stand up and applaud. How great would it be what if they move. just... They they took that opportunity to like slam Six Flags. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Actually, I would instead of a Disney, I would actually like to be Chuck E. Cheese. That he's like hiding out and he goes to a Chuck E. Cheese and sees them and gets the idea. <laughs> oh, he gets the this idea show, there, and then he goes to there's Disney. There's some weird car- cartoon video game thing going on there. Something about something at Freddy's. There's Five Nights five at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, yeah. so annoying. I don't like it. I like uh, scary stuff in general, so you know my no. thought. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna my change kids, that soon. My kids are no. aware of it, and I'm like, no. A couple of in a couple of months, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna change Eric's tune on horror. So, journey into mystery. I like that this episode is nothing but Easter eggs. It is just Easter no eggs out the wazoo. It starts off. You could see the destroyed Avengers Tower. There's a helicarrier there. We learned that this is but the remember, void. It's not Avengers Tower. It has a different name. What was the other name? I didn't. I thought it was. I, I don't. I don't. I can't. I didn't write it down. But there was a different name on the tower. It looks like Avengers Tower, but there's a different name on it. Oh wow! I didn't even notice. I just saw it and they're like, "Oh, it's Avengers Tower." Because it is. No, yeah, it looks. Exactly Isn't there a like Kang it. variant that takes over like the 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 tower? Or people think that might have taken over the tower. Like the Kang variant, me. who's also like a Stark type variant. Maybe. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, after this, we should talk about a theory I heard about um how they could handle Kang. Um, so we learned about Elias. Um, we get to learn. We learn that anything that gets pruned goes to the void, which is really important. And we um, watch that destroyer drop in and get yeah, destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like that we learn Kid um, Kid Loki's nexus event was that he killed Thor. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was really fascinating. Uh, of course, we get the Thanos helicopter, the frog Thor. Ooh, real um, quick with the destroyer, the battleship dropping in like that. Foreshadowing. That's both of our items this week have something just falling straight out of the sky onto the ground. Right. You're right. <laughs> that Very should true. not be on the ground or yep. meant to be either somewhere else besides the ground. You know, I yeah. think my favorite story, I love my favorite next event was was Richard E. Grant's. Right. I was going to talk about that when we get to that, it. But yeah, yes, you talk about that when we get to it because I love that one because that yeah. to me is like the ultimate, like, it's like for me, that's yeah. the ultimate, like, what if. Mm-hmm. and i i I feel like it i have i have questions about him in a minute when we get yeah. to the end of this episode because I have, I have a theory um all right so we cutting back to the tva sylvie's trying to find out what's going on renslayer is giving Rinslayer's her the run around stall yeah giving her the run around. but but at the same time renslayer is learning that she does 
doesn't know everything. Yeah, because she's, she's getting the she's getting it too. Um, so Sylvie decides to prune herself because it's the only way to do what yeah. she does. And what she does, she gets to a life and learns by accident. I mean, really, it was just a getting away that she can touch um, Elias' mind and potentially yes. control Elias. There's a um, moment there. She's and right before she dies, we learn that Mobius did survive, and then he rescues her, gets her out yep. there. So we cut back to the um, the Thor, or sorry, the Lokis, um, and we get to see all the different things. We get to see them having conversations, alligator Loki, um, the other Lokis come in, President Loki, I think that's what they refer yeah, to him yeah. as, <laughs> President Loki comes in, um, uh, boastful Loki had turned on them. Um, Alligator Loki biting his hand off is just mm, amazing. Yeah, I love it. But but we do learn um, classic Lokis, as John was saying. So, John, tell us what was classic Loki's um, Nexus event. So he survived. He survived Thanos. He literally mm-hmm. cast a projection so strong that he fooled the Mad Titan and then allowed himself to drift into space and then went off to some planet. What I love about this so much, though, is that it also reveals what Loki really is deep down inside because in a lot of ways, I think that version, that classic Loki is a reflection of the current Loki and that at the real core or essence of what Loki is, is yeah, he wants all this thing, but at the end of the day, he really wants to be loved, genuinely loved. And so what did that, what was his next event? Well, he decided to reinsert himself into the, the world again to go look for his brother and got him. Yeah. The moment he popped back up on the timeline. Yeah. Oh, it's it's such a it's such a good it's moment. And it's heartbreaking yeah. too. Yeah. I love in the fight when they're all getting away and you start to see how powerful that Loki is. Because you get to see the glimpses of it when they're all getting away from President Loki. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, all right, we're gonna help you get to Elioth. If you think that she can do it, we'll get you there. But that's as far as we're going. We aren't going any past that course they get to the alive thing they do go away loki and sylvie are trying their best to get alive they've given uh, mobius the um the temp pad so he can get out mm-hmm. um but they're trying to get in it's like oh we need someone's gotta like distract elias or Elioth. um our loki goes goes to do it and then like right before something bad could happen all there's classic Loki creating Asgard, and they're like, "Holy crap!" Like, yeah. I'm beginning to think we're do... a lot stronger or more powerful than we we realize. Yeah. Do we refresh my memory? And I, I watched this last night. I watched this really late, like one o'clock in the morning, and I just don't remember. We didn't technically see classic Loki die, did we? Yeah, it's implied that he dies, yeah. but we don't technically see it, right? Yeah, he just kind of gets bowled over by the um. The cloud. The, Does he actually get bowled over by the cloud? I thought it cut the camera cuts before. No, he it actually it actually goes right right over. Oh, okay. Oh, you're right. You're right because his helmet yeah. drops. Yeah. So I, I was mean, I was wondering if there could be a way that he a maybe lot survived. Of that he is dead. Yeah. Right. But Kid Loki and Alligator Loki are still alive, as far as we know. Yeah, they come back. Know. All right. Maybe we'll get more Alligator Loki. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, be so great. So they they touch hands and they are able. So. Yes, he does. The, although the comic is, it's a one shot. I have it. It's just the um the um the digital comics, the exclusive digital comics from Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, uh, released around the time of the show. 
Yes, it was really oh technically like a month or two after, but yeah. Uh they're really good though. There's no words in it, it's just images. It's great though. I love it. Um so they touch out they touch Elias, reach out and touch him, and he opens up and reveals a house. And then it we take both of them. This is where well, Loki learns to possess how powerful they are together. Yeah. yeah. They are the chosen. I mean, ones. I would like to see two Lokis versus one Wanda. Feels like a decent Ooh. match. It does, especially since they both do different types of magic. Yes. It's really fascinating. Um, so we go into the last episode, episode six, for all time always. And I love I don't remember this from when we first when I first watched it, but I love like the, the opening crawl and you're hearing the voices from the different movies. Yeah. Like I didn't remember that bit. I remembered the going through the times the timeline at the, right after, but I didn't remember hearing the voices. And I think it's just really cool opening. Um, how they do it. Then we end up in a place that is completely outside of all time and space. Yeah. Because they're They're able to to see the sacred timeline. Yes. Uh, I love that when we get in there, we find Miss Minutes and she tells them, (laughs) he who remains. Okay, okay, okay. I got to confess about this. Um, I was watching this with my daughter and she was like, when we go into the castle, she kind of did this thing where she's like, Nothing scary is going to happen, right, Dad? And I said, no. And then Miss Minutes betrayed me with her jump scare. <laughs> I was like, you, oh, look, at you just made me a liar, you little <laughs> And then she just looked at me. Give my, my daughter gave me a dirty look like, why'd you lie to me, Daddy? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. The trust is gone forever. <laughs> I love how when Miss Minutes does show after the jump scare, when she shows up, she's like, he who remains has decided to help you out. He will give you anything you want. You want to win in um, New York? Done. You want the gauntlet? Done. Anything you want. Sylvie, you want a happy life? Done. We'll even put you on the same world, same timeline. That sounds like the deal. That sounds like the most devil deal with the devil ever. It, it they is. They frame it like that. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so good. Uh, I love how they're both like, no. But and what's then, interesting is he arguably knew he, they wouldn't take it. Yeah, he would have known. Absolutely. Yeah. Because of the next when we first meet him, he's yeah. like, here's here here's it is. Script, I know, you know. Yeah, I know everything. Um, I love when they go to that elevator and the door opens up and there he is. Mm-hmm. It's so perfect. He's so such a personality cast. Yeah. Oh, in this, I'm talking in this, in this role, particular, because this one, he's so charismatic in this. Yeah. We're not going to talk about the other movie or anything later on, but in this particular one, he who remains, he's perfect. Like the way that he plays it, the joy, the the scared, the crazy. Like he's definitely got a lot of like nutso qualities to him, mm-hmm. like the jumping on the table. Yeah, um, it's really cool, and I love when how they. You're that old, and you don't haven't had a lot of human interaction. You're probably he's spry though for an old guy yeah, he's old and lonely <laughs> yeah, very much like caring about you know having personal one-on-one interactions for like finally mm-hmm. and we cut back and forth with the tv a couple of times in this and the first time we cut back to him it's ni- 2018 ohio and b15 is out there looking well technically mobius is talking to uh renslayer because renslayer is like oh they're going to come get you. Oh, well, not really. And he holds up the pen. So then we go to 2018 mm-hmm. um, looking for B-15. And there she is at a school. One of the agents follows her into an office. And she's like, wait a minute. Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. 
And then Renslayer walks in and like, Judge Renslayer? Who? It's like, we yeah. need to talk. Only it's it's not th- Renslayer. Yeah, it's a great it is, way. It's yeah, it's a great way to reveal it to the TVA. Yeah. And like everyone knows. And then it's back to Mobius and like the little fight. And then she's leaving. He's like, where are you going? And she's just like, I'm off to search for free will. And then she just leaves. Yeah. And it's like a, it's a weird um, plot point. Cause at this point we don't know there's a season two. Like, we're just like, what the hell? Like the episode ends. You're like, where's Renslayer? What happened? Why did you leave this? Um, I mean, even, even still arguably it's a plot hole. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge plot hole at this point. Um, then we cut back to Kang, where we pretty much, sorry, he who remains, who will basically be at the rest of the whole show. And we learn all types of different things. He's from the 31st century. Um, he started an all out war with reality because um, he discovered um, the different realities. And I like the way he phrases it like, we met. It was fun. Nice shirt, nice shoes, nice nose. Mm-hmm. Like it was all friendly. And then like random ones come through who weren't as friendly. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's an interesting way to do it. And I I really hope that in season two or maybe in season three we actually get to see a little of that. I would love to see a tiny little bit. Um, but that Kang, the original Kang who did that, he has or he who remains has a line that says, then the original Kang who found them goes and creates the TVA, like creates the timekeepers in the TVA. So I'm wondering, like, that means that this Kang, the He Who Remains, is the original Kang who started it all. Yeah, I think they're, I think that's true. Yeah. And I do like that. You kill me, something worse is coming. I'm coming. Well, he alludes to that, but he also says there were other Kangs at the same time figuring out the same things. So. Right, but then he goes. Whose perspective are we saying that he's the original? Well, but is, is he, because he, well, he, the reason I think it is because when he says. They like this because like the the original the I think he says it like the king who found like he hints that it's the first king he starts talking about that king mm-hmm. goes and creates the timekeepers right which if they create the timekeepers then that king is the one who's in charge of the TVA which has to be him because he's in charge of the TVA so it's just the one that he does obviously it's his point of view he's the, the winner he's telling us the story sure. he's rewriting history literally. Uh, let's see. So all that happens. I love the offer. You, like you can kill me. Or sorry, you can. I'll step down and you can run the TVA. Run however you want. I'm gonna live. She wants to kill. Um, and then we hear the sound, and they're like, "What's that?" And he's like, "Oh, we. I don't know what's gonna happen now." The threshold. Across the threshold. But was it weird to you? Went right when he does it, when he's realized something's different, and he picks up the ball or whatever it is, and he just drops it. What was he expecting to happen? That was kind of my thought. Because, like, was gravity not going to work <laughs> originally? Like, well, I think it was like he, you know, he's trying to see whether the ball bounces the way he thought it was going to bounce. Maybe. Okay, that well, that you know, actually makes sense. actually synced up this sequence. Somebody saw sync up the sequence to Scarlet to WandaVision, uh-huh. and to when Scarlet Witch reveal reveals herself as the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, and that they that they were drawing some sort of connective tissue between like events unraveling, and that there is something interconnective between what's happened in Wandavision and her emergence as a Nexus being to what's going on in Loki at the end. 
That makes sense. Ooh. It does. I mean, I just saw I saw someone I I don't remember where something I saw on Instagram reel. Timeline could not time. Dive, dive, say the timeline dive. fits. It does. I mean, because I thought it was fascinating. When... I thought it was fascinating that I hadn't conceived it of it of yeah. it. But they had like noticed some music that was playing. Huh. I know. I have to go back and see if I can find it. Yeah. Um. The Loki's get into a fight after listening to him, and they Loki um stops her, convinces her, hey, everything's you know it's it's gonna be okay. Let's do this together. And they kiss finally. What we all wanted that moment that moonlight kiss. And, she and then she world. just pushes him away through the door and closes it, and then kills Kang. See you soon. Yeah, it's like see you soon. I love. Oh, right I love after... that delivery, man. That delivery is like chills. Yeah. yeah, and then I love the tracking shot right after, because like a low shot, and like you see him in the window. She sits on the floor. You see him in the window. The tracking shot starts and goes up to him, and then goes past him, and then you see off the window the timeline and just the massive splits, yeah, going all over the place. And then in my, my mind, I'm like, the watcher is having a heart attack. <laughs> we go back. We cut back to uh, Mobius talking. He's like, oh, something's going on. We got to figure it out. And then Loki's running to warn him. And you're like, oh, great. Loki's going to get the team back, the band back together. They're like, hey, hey, something's wrong. He's there. Blah, 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 blah. And I love how Mobius is like, who who are you? You're an, you're an analyst, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what division? What's going on? And then we start to realize, like, oh, we're in a different reality now. Time and he looks over and sees that the three statues are no longer three statues. They are. They are Kang. And he's wearing the outfit from Ant-Man Quantumania. He just doesn't have the headpiece on. Yeah, Or the the coloring, obviously. It's all still the stone alabaster or whatever. Right, but you can see the outline of like it's the same suit, Mm -hmm. just the stone, which is really cool. And then we get our tag um, that just says Loki will return in season two. Yep. It's a stamp on his file. Yeah, it's a stamp. Yeah, and it was that was the way we found out. No one knew that there was a season two coming. It was supposed to be just on a, re- a one and done show. Really? Okay. Yeah. Do we think season two will be it, or do we think they might carry on to three? Um, I think they might do three because I think Tom Hiddleston really likes doing Loki. Doing Loki, yeah. I mean, it's a cash cow for him at this point. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, he is. There's a his. So his. I think it's his fiance. They might be boy, they might just be dating, but I think it's his fiance is the villain in the Marvels. And she did an interview where she said the advice that um Tom had given her, which was if you just accept the process, you'll have an amazing experience. And that tells me that he's probably just like, fine, there's a payday, it's easy work, six episodes. I'm having the time of my life. I get to be goofy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is maybe like two months worth of of filming for him. That's yeah. nothing, probably. Yeah. Oh. I mean, uh, he produces. He has the marketing and stuff like that. So, but still. Yeah. And they're they're built. They're set. They're totally setting up where he'll come back. Um, in the right things, I fully expect to see him in um Kang Dynasty. Fully expect him to see, maybe in the um, if there's another Thor movie beforehand. I I expect. I think we're done with Thor movies. Is my bet. No, they've said they're going to do at least one more. Is it going to be Taika again? Yeah, Taika has been talking Ooh. about um, doing another one. That he's just he's they're just trying to find the right villain um, to be in it. So Loki, right. make it Loki, make it Loki, oh, <laughs> Sylvie, no, make it classic Loki. Somehow bring Ooh. Richard E. Grant back in be to be to be that. 
Uh, all right, so uh, let's do a quick little intermezzi for a quick library, and then we'll talk about our movie. Ooh, all right, so I'm up. Is that what you're saying? That's you. You would be let's the library. Do let's do it. All Unless right. Unless John yep. wants to talk about the library behind him. It looks... No, it's outside. It's not behind me anymore. <laughs> oh. Well, I think uh, this is going to be fun for you, Casey, because uh, we are going to Salem. That's right, the Salem Public Library in Salem, Oregon. Uh, Salem, Oregon Public Library. <laughs> With uh, for those of you keeping score, the zip code is nine seven three zero one. So some quick history and facts about the Salem Public Library in Salem, Oregon. Uh, volunteers from the the Salem's Women Club, Women's Club. Uh, pardon me, I'm I'm sick still, so I'm, I'm sound a little slurry. That's probably why that and the, the booze. Uh, they founded the Salem Public Library in May 1904, and they did it with 50 books, 50 donated books. So how big do you need to, how many books do you need for a library, folks? Just 50 at least. Well, maybe even less. Anyway, the first library was in the corner of the Salem City uh, uh, Council Chambers, right? So the the, the main building at the time. Uh, the library board appealed to industrialists. Andrew Carnegie. Uh, he's popped up a few times, if you know, folks. So that's right. Around the turn of the century, early 1900s, uh, I want to say around 1905 to 1920, uh, give or take, it seems like. Uh, Andrew Carnegie really funded, I think, like thousands of uh, libraries. I know I mentioned it before, so go back. And I've been to his, uh, his grave. Cool. It's in New York, Pennsylvania. It is in Sleepy Hollow. Ah, there you go. Very scary, just like Salem, Oregon. Uh, so the library board appealed to Andrew Carnegie to fund the construction of a permanent library. Um, and Andrew, of course, we're on first name basis. Uh, he granted the library uh, $27,500. Quite a, quite a paycheck, I imagine, um, in around 1910, this would have been. The library, uh, which is now located at the corner of State and Winter Streets, opened on September 12th, 1912. So the downtown low, uh, sorry, that's not where it is today. The downtown loca- library was located, uh, relocated to a larger building in the new Civic Center on July 6th, 1972. I'm sorry, this- can I interrupt for a quick second? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. What was the date again? September 12th, 1912. Oh, okay, sorry. My mind, you said April, and I was like, it was the same time as the Titanic going down? Oh, is that was it April twelfth, nineteen twelve? Was the Titanic? Well, it was April. I think it's April twelfth, but it's at least April of nineteen twelve. Oh, maybe they would have had a few more books if only they made it. Maybe that's oh. why they only had fifty. <laughs> oh God, sorry, too soon. Um. So anyway, it was relocated to a larger building in the new Civic Center. Uh, this is new as of nineteen seventy two, July sixth. Uh, the building then underwent a major renovation and expansion from nineteen eighty nine to 1991 and i believe it was like three or four million which at the time was you know a lot more it went through another uh, in a second but i'll get there that added 3500 square feet uh, to the main library uh so the city of salem then completed a seismic and safety renovation don't ask me to get the details because i couldn't find them of the main library and reopened this one costs like, i think 16 to 18 million that's one detail i can give you this was back in 2021 so pretty recent uh, so so it should be a uh, a earthquake safe um, uh, building at this point if you're in Oregon. So let's move on to the schedule, uh, which I know you're all learned about. 
This one's a little bit weirder. I think we've had some cases of this in the past, but this is closed on Mondays. Uh, however, uh, Tuesday through Sunday, I guess you could say, um, it is available 12 to 6 uh, every every day then. Uh, Tuesday through Saturday, you'll actually get 10 a.m. opening times, and then you can actually stay as late as 8 p.m. on some of the weekdays. Uh, so where is this near? So you're going to find the Salem Public Library in Salem, Oregon, obviously in the Civic Center uh, next to some of the other Civic Center features. Sorry, I don't know those. But it's only a couple blocks uh, north of Bush's Pasture Park. Uh, so Bush's Pasture Park features a rose garden, an art center, a Bush House Museum, uh, which I did look up. Uh, and I'll talk about that in a second. It's got the McCulloch Stadium, which I believe is Willamette University's. Um, and it's also got tons of like picnic and playground areas too. So the Bush Barn Art Center, by the way, I, I had to look it up because I was like, what the, what the heck is all these museums doing in a public park? It's it's a old house reconverted into a museum, first of all. And the house was uh, Aldous Bush, Aldous, uh, forgive me, uh, Bush family. I don't know his first name off the top of my head. Anyway, turns out that he was very pro-union for the Civil War. However, was very much in favor of excluding the Blacks uh, when it came time for post-Civil War kind of relocations or migrations or just immigration, you know, things like that. So it's a, it's a, it's a troubled history, the Bush family, I guess, you could take from that. And then, so what they've done with the museum, like I said, this is a converted house. They've left it very much the feel of a house. And they purposely try to highlight artwork by uh, Black artists. Uh, as well as kind of underrepresented and minority uh, voices in general. So uh, it's really a kind of a cool idea. I think it'd be cool to go see. Uh, this is the museum. There's also an art center right across from it. Like I said, uh, both cases, you're going to see different kind of um, challenges to to kind of the world. If you go to the website, it talks about kind of the indigenous lands that they're built on. Uh, so it's really trying to be a bit more forward than I think Mr. Bush himself might have been uh, back in the day. But this is all... This is all just a few blocks away to the south of the park uh, from Salem Public Library. That's the public library for this week, folks. Check it out when you're in Oregon, specifically in the capital of Oregon, Salem. Nice. Thank you, Eric. I will have to um, get in my car and drive to another Salem. <laughs> That's a so, long way away. It's it's a different coast Salem. Actually, I don't think it's on the coast, technically. It's not on the coast, no, but it's, I think it's, it's on the state. other side. <laughs> but it's, it's a zone. coastal state, at least. How about that? wrong time zone? Wrong time zone. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on to Black Widow. Black Widow in twenty twenty one. Um, it was in the movie theaters, and then it went to digital Disney Plus pretty quickly. Um, I think actually the same night, but it was. No, Raya was the first time. It was the second movie Disney Plus did, where it was, it was like, "Hey, date. I think it might have been day and date, but it was, it was if it wasn't day and date, it was like a week after." But it was the second movie that they did the. You can pay twenty nine ninety nine to buy it on mm. Disney Plus, and watch it there. That never worked out. They didn't keep that up, did they? They, I think they only did three. Raya's yeah. the first one. This one, I think there was one other they did. I'm not gonna lie, I did do the one for Black Widow. You did not? I did. Oh just Black Widow because I wanted Rachel to get to see it. Nice. New baby, COVID, all that stuff. Um, I wanted her to get to, to see it. So 
Um, so Black Widow 2021, um, Kate Shortland directed it. Eric Pearson wrote the screenplay. And our music is done by, I think it's Lorne, how you pronounce it? Um, Lorne Balfi um, did the music. I actually enjoy the music of this movie. Yeah. All right, our cast. We've got returning as Natasha Romanoff, the Black Widow, is Scarlett Johansson. Introducing Florence Pugh as Yolanda Bulva. Rachel Weiss as Melina. David Harbour as Alexi. Ray Winstone as Drykoff. Um, I will point out that Ever Anderson, um, that would be um, Mila Jolovic's daughter, is young Natasha. Hmm. William Hurt returns as John's favorite secretary, Ross. Olga Krelinko as Taskmaster. Taskmaster. I cannot speak. Uh, let's see who else we've got here. A bunch of widows. There's a ton of widows. You ever want to know on IMDb? And the, is that, I think that's everyone for the most part. I don't think anyone else comes into it so those are the ones we're going to name all right so let's see here for eric mr eric this is what the red guardian looked like in the comics nice spot on representation spot on. <laughs> no 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 i will say they did a good job of making his uniform kind of an equivalency of captain america's um yeah more military style uniform if you will oh yeah this is Taskmaster. Taskmaster is a uh, mutant, I do believe, in the comics. It's a little um, bit closer in terms of coloring and stuff, at least. Yeah, it's actually pretty close, especially like when um, Taskmaster, she pulls the shield. When it opens, you can see the T. Mm -hmm. um, been hero and villain, mostly villain. But eventually um, the, hero, the Avengers are like, hey, you're really good. Like, trainer, <laughs> train our heroes. <laughs> so... Um, there's that. There's a lot of rumors that Taskmaster will be in Thunderbolts, the Thunderbolts movie. Tony Stark uh, brought it in during the during is that the when initiative, I think. Is that when Taskmaster started working for the heroes? Hmm. Yeah. Um, Black Widow. So this is what Yolana looks like in the comics. And I don't this might have been Yolana's first appearance. I don't remember her ever before this run. This is just a three-issue miniseries. I don't remember her before this. But that's Yolana. And looks very supported. Yep. Here's another uh, Yolana. Yeah. Looks just like Black Widow. Like well, regular in the comics. Looks like Black Widow, but except for blonde instead of red hair. All right. So this movie. Let's uh, let's go through it. So beautiful day in the neighborhood. And this movie starts off. We get to see a little girl riding a bike. Oh, it's so nice. Oh, look, daddy's home. Daddy's um, we're going to have dinner. You know, it's great. Beautiful family. What? Daddy, what what's hey, that, Daddy? Hey, what'd you do, Daddy? Oh, 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 we gotta we gotta leave. Oh, it's oh, it's that time that you were telling about. Oh, we gotta pack the car. All right, let's go. Let's go. The big adventure. The yeah, big, the big adventure. adventure. I love the Dad. Can we listen to my song? Um, American Pie. <laughs> American Pie. And I love that while they're driving, there's scenes of like Americana, mm -hmm. Friday night football game. You know. All the all the things that you would mm -hmm. see. Then we get this to is the all ninety five, right? We said. Um, I don't think they did. They say ninety five. I think it is. Yeah, I think it's ninety five. 
Because they say 21 years later, which would be 16 slash Civil War, right? Oh, I didn't even, I don't think I even caught the 20. So 1995. All right. That's for the timeline. Thank you, Eric. Yep. This is the beauty of this 1995. There we go. Um, we get to the airport and it was like, we got to get on the airplane. We got to get on the airplane. What's going on? The men show up. Got to go. Got to go. I love dad jumps on the wing. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you my mom. Hints that he has super enhanced serum going through his body. Yep. And in my mind, they don't show this, but in my mind, he stays on the wing the whole flight. <laughs> that he's just there. I I I've, got, I've got a secondary comment about this later, uh, but when we get to the prison in Siberia, but keep going. Sure. Um, mommy's trying to take off, the bullets hit, and then daughter, older daughter, has to um, fly the plane. They land in Cuba, right? I'm not wrong. It was Cuba, right? Yeah. Cuba. Um, and this is where we learned that they're actually Russians. We've actually been watching an episode of the Americans. Yeah. Though, in fairness, I feel like David Harbour kind of had an accent in suburbia. A little bit, but it really gets Flip thicker through. once. Oh, he... yeah. He he drops he drops any pretense. Yeah. Yeah. I love he's like, I want to be Red Guardian again. <laughs> yeah. Um, they take Yolana away, and Natasha's like, No, I don't want her to do it. And then it's what we haven't had in a long breaking time fake family yeah breaking the fake family what we haven't had in a long time is an actual like opening sequence and this movie is just like needle drops start playing yeah and we're gonna smells like teen spirit while you basically show human trafficking of young girls right uh-huh. i'm gonna i want to say something i know this is a fictional depiction but i know that what we saw is also very real and having a daughter I'm going to say I was triggered. Mm. It, it got under my skin. I think, it, but it's supposed to. I think it is supposed to as well, but I'm going to say it got under my skin hard and fast. And something about that dark rendition of Smells Like Teen Spirit really cut to like this idea of like, you know, trauma going on. Yeah, I, th- I, I think I then they they down, did like, their job. Like I I think I honestly think that's what this whole sequence is supposed to be yeah, cuz not- I just I just wrote down trafficking. Yeah, not just the not just the song, not just the. I mean, it's bad enough when you watch them open up the thing. Oh God! Then when when you start, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But when you start seeing the flashbacks of there's the photos, and you see their life when they were with the family at the beginning, when they were staging those photos. Yeah, it's that artist, uh, by the way, who sings the the cover of "Smells Like Teen Spirit" is Malia J. Oh, thank you. Is that um, version available on iTunes? Yeah. Uh, probably. I I can't imagine why it wouldn't be. You can certainly find it on YouTube. Okay, I really like that version. Um, but it, it I I honestly think that scene is supposed to trigger us to make to give you that sympathy because they've got to introduce Yolana mm-hmm. and they have to make you like Alana fast. And I think it's yeah. the best way to do it is to be like, oh, she had an awful life. Look yeah. at what she had to go through. Um, yeah, you can find it on iTunes. I just did. Okay, good. Um, so then we cut to, we cut to. Um, I assume shortly after Civil War, they don't give an exact time. I assume it's. Got I to think they say in, like, I think at one point she says two or three weeks ago type thing. Yeah, so I was gonna like, say it has to be. It's literally right two, after. We're, we're literally on the back end of it. Because yeah. when she flies off at at the end, spoiler alert, she's going. I think to meet Captain to break everyone out of the prison. That right, she's going everyone to Civil War. 
Yeah, she's going to break everyone. That confused out. me about the timeline just a little bit too. Like, yeah, it confused Rachel. <laughs> she's like, "Wait, when like, is this?" I'm, I'm just going to roll with it. Well, this movie is like, only like two or three days long. I know, but yeah. I love the fact that honestly, I love the fact how well she played Ross in the beginning. Yeah, I love that too. Because I hate him. Like I know I'm supposed to hate him, but he makes me hate him so well that I'm like, <laughs> "Good, give him the middle finger." You're in Norway. <laughs> he thinks you're somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And you drop the burner phone off the side of the boat. Yeah. And I like the her crime is she broke the Sokovia Accords. I love that it's, it ties back to that. Um, the problem because with she, this because movie... She, because she assaulted King Black Panther. Right, right. The, now, the, the problem with this movie, I'm just going to say it up front. This is the problem going in. It was always going to be a problem. There was no way around this. We know how she dies. We've yeah. literally seen how she dies at this point. At no point in this movie is there ever a moment where you're like, oh, her life's in danger. Like yeah. that she could actually, when she's fall at the end of the movie, she's falling out that, um, out the plane, the helicarrier. There's no like in your mind, like, oh, she could die. Like, no, when this we was know released, it kind of undercut itself. It did because they waited too long. And but it, and it wasn't supposed to be that long, but it was still it was always going to be after Endgame, which is part of the problem. Yeah, I should have been before. It should have been. I agree. This should this should have gone on. This should have gone in between Infinity between War, Civil and War, and Infinity War. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is where it should. Yeah, have been. Phase three. Yeah, yeah, it should have been in there. It should have been in that lineup there before now, Infinity War, but after Civil War. Now I think when I get around to showing fits this movie. I think I will actually show it to him after Civil War. Good. That'd be a so that it one. so that it doesn't break that. Because to me, it's the one thing that always pulls me out of this movie. Once you know it, um, what's happening. But that's just a little thing. I still love this movie. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I know. I, I like it. Love. I mean, but, you know what this movie is. This movie is a Bond movie. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. I mean, this there's a clear references. She's watching Moonraker. Ooh. Yeah. In the safe house. I mean, this is a Bond mm. film. Is yeah. What it is. And 100%. Um, and a good one, in my opinion. No, yeah, no, it is. Um, we get to see I mean, that's what it's an homage to. I mean, this is an homage to like, yeah, mm-hmm. Bond films. Yeah, we cut to Morocco. Widows. We never get our cue, though. I will say that we don't get a cue. Well, we kind of get a cue in a way. We get the guy, the dealer, mm. okay, fair, who comes back later on because he's in, um, what was, thank you, Secret Evasion. We we cut to the the widows hunting themselves in Morocco. In Morocco, and, and this is our first look at act, our look at adult Yolanda. Um, and I like how she get like the red mist snaps her out of it, which is really interesting to me because she's a Russian soldier, and it's a red mist that frees her. Yeah, it's kind of a little fascinating thing to me. And then I like she cuts out the tracker out of her leg, like she knows. Instantly, there's, there's a tracker there. I mean, she would have like, known it's like before, they but... woke, they, it wakes them up because yeah. this is something that's obviously that Drakoff put in place after Natasha left. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's this after is next evolution. Mm-hmm. Then it's, we cut to, we got to get, we got to bring in the Taskmaster. And I like that we see, so in the comics, Taskmaster, if he watches you, he can just mimic you instantly. He just needs to see a little bit of your fighting style and he can mimic your fighting style perfectly. And I like in this one, since mutants don't exist, I actually like the idea of they pop in like a USB Mm. and 
Taskmaster watches it in her in her brain and can just fight like that. Did you ever take, did you take notes of some of the fighting styles? No, is there? I mean, I, I know saw like, Bucky. Bucky's knife fighting's in there. I didn't even read the names on the thing. Well, I didn't read the names either. I was I was watching the fighting style that Taskmaster oh. uses. And at one Ooh. point, I swear I saw Bucky's Winter Soldier knife fight. Okay, like I know. I mean, we obviously Captain America's one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's in there. Black Panther Hawkeye. is definitely one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Hawkeye, Hawkeye for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I swear, when when there was a knife sequence, I don't remember where it was at, but there was a knife sequence, and I saw her do the backhanded knife thing like Bucky did. Mm-hmm. It would mean it would make sense soldier. that Winter Soldier yeah. would definitely make sense. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, yeah. That she's she also obviously a widow, like Widow Plus. You know. Yeah, yeah. So all the widow fight stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it cuts to you know Nat dry. Well, Nat gets the letter, right? Mm-hmm. Nat gets. Well, the box was from the, the box. Sorry, house. the box was there. Yeah, in the safe house. But she goes. She's going to town to get stuff, because and then the she gets ambushed because the uh, the generator runs out. That yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, generator runs out. She goes in. Taskmaster ambushes. And like at first you're like, oh, this is gonna be an easy fight, and then all of a sudden that shield pops out, and you see that throw, and you're like, oh, oh. And By the, the way, Rachel really liked this film, and like for throughout the whole thing, she's like, what? What more? There, it's not stopping. Like, I mean, this yeah. thing picks up and kind of just goes. It does not. It well, does not when, give you any sort of you know prologue time, basically. Well, I'm going with this realization that Natasha has that it's not her. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a target, mm-hmm. and then she does the 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 switch. Yeah, with the vials. Yeah, which you see her switch. starting before they try to do the misdirection a little bit. Even the mm-hmm. the, the filmmaking. Yeah, we cut to her going to the apartment, and I love the apartment scene's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, I I love yeah the Budapest apartment. Did you catch the part where they they her and what's his name argue about pronunciation? Yes, I did. <laughs> um, we go to the apartment, and then so at D23, um, when I was there for one of them, they showed us that sequence. That was one of the sequences the we got to see everything? in the apartment, the whole apartment nice. scene. Um, from the moment she walks in to the moment um, they stop the fight. That um, was the got... one fight scene that Rachel really commented on. She's like, it's cool. Yeah. Like they were basically fighting like each other with the same moves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. it was so cool. Uh, then I like that the, um, the the soldiers break in, yeah. Um, and so and then it's the chase, and then all. I mean, and to your point, Eric. Once this movie starts going, it just goes. So it's and like one up. widow who broke her leg. Yeah, and then he has yeah. her off herself. Yeah, to me, to me, this movie actually felt in terms of tonal sort of idea closest mm-hmm. to Winter Soldier. It oh, is that yeah, sort of it just yeah. moves so fast, it never stops. It's got that sort of behind the shoulder camera it's feel. Got that, a it's lot. got that it's got that kind of born yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. By elements to it's it. bond, but with a shaky camera. Bond yeah. with a born <laughs> bond meets born identity. Yeah. Yeah. Um I love that they they get it's like it you get it's the apartment. Mm-hmm. And it's this the this um the widow with the leg. Then it's like, oh shit! Now there's a car coming after them, mm-hmm. and now it's the, now like it's just an APC, an armored personnel carrier, coming after them at one point too. Yeah, like it's that just was one, the, oh, shit. one Man, thing. What a great car chase, though! Yeah. I love okay, that I when Yolanda grabs the wheel and then like turns the car around, kicks the door open, knocks out the um the the motorcyclist. She's like, 
you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I want to just say something. I would think that they need to write BMW and thank them for their five star crash rating. Surviving <laughs> that entire sequence where they slid into the elevator, into the subway area. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. congratulations, you were driving a European car. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Because if you've been driving when... a Ford Mustang, you'd be dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love when they when they when they're in that um the subway area and the like they hide they hide up in the area. Mm-hmm. She's like this. Um, Clint and I hung here for a oh, couple. But remember what of... she does? She beforehand she doesn't let her staunch her bleeding. She makes her bleed so they can lead that trail. Yeah, yeah. To throw off and then cover herself and yeah. go and yeah. Because her and Clint apparently you learn a little bit more about Budapest. They mm-hmm. apparently blew up a five story building. And yeah, then had mm-hmm. to hide out from the Hungarian special forces. Yeah, and this was that was the mission that got her to be an Avenger. In that event, no, well, it's the mission that got her out into Shield. Right. No, I thought she's. Oh, you're right. Uh, for some reason, I thought she said um, Avenger. Like this is what let me get Avenger. You're right. It is Shield. Um, yeah. So then well, we... That's where we get the flashback, and you actually get to hear Barton on the radio. Yeah. And they a little bit that he said because it. they believe that that would be. How um how she got out, but also using his daughter's arrival at the building was how they knew Drakoff was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Then we we get to the one of the best scenes in the movie where they're at when um it's Yolanda and Natasha at the gas station and it's, about the posing. Yeah, the posing. What is it with you and the like the 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 this and the and and the arm and and the hair. You're, you're just like a total poser. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's a great moment. Oh, uh, so much. Uh, we go. She's like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get um, someone out of jail." Oh no! Right before the jail, it's the car, the the jacket conversation about the like the, we're gonna make this this vest a conversation. Like, pockets. Mm-hmm. Yep, all the pockets. It's cool, isn't it? It's the first thing I ever bought. Uh, then we cut to the prison. Like we're gonna go get him to the prison, and I like that. Now, he's David just Harbor. Telling, was he at this prison because he really was a cop in the 1980s needing to get back to Indiana, or was he a Russian super soldier? He's both. It's like he's he does, both. it's like a it's like timelines and realities crossed over. I'm like, boy, you spent a lot of time in Russia playing some things there, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I love Sounds that like he's just you. in the in when they're doing the arm wrestling and he's just like telling the story about Captain America and the guy calls him on it. He's lying. Yeah. He calls like Captain America didn't wake up then. You're still You never fought Captain America. Like this guy is delusional into yeah. thinking Cap even knows who he is. Mm-hmm. But he does have his own toy. He gets his own action oh, figure. Yeah. That comes in later because that's then how he they breaks his get him out. wrist. Yeah. Uh yeah, I love it sets up the prison break, and I love the prison break sequence. Mm. I love like the helicopter coming in. I love him jumping up the walls, and when we like Where truly the know that RPG blast that's off an uh, avalanche. Yes, that's a, that is like an ultimate Bond sequence right there. It yes, is. yeah, but, that is that is Bond pure right there. Like flying, holding on to the the that made me think the, like I'm a helicopter. Like, you know, yep. it's like I felt like I was playing Goldfinger again or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh crap. I I like this is one of the scene like for me where you like truly fall in love with Yolana yes. and all this because Natasha jumps down to go help um 
Alexi, and then do you hear Yolanda like you're doing it, aren't you? Like, shut up. Like, don't tell me I'm a poser. And then <laughs> like when they start shooting at her and she just puts the um she puts the pl- the helicopter in like autopilot uh, stabilizer. Yeah, autopilot she's getting then, shot at. <laughs> she puts the gets the rocket launcher, launches the rocket, and <laughs> she makes a quippy little line. And then when the avalanche is coming, she's like, this would be a cool way to die. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Like, it is just a moment you just fall in love with her so much. Oh, uh, this is so great. But they... Casey is looking forward to Dune Part 2 to see Florence Pugh again. I, I've watched Midsommar. Um, ah, so yes. I could see more uh, Florence Pugh. Actually, I watched that first. But uh, then we get to... The, uh, then they, another they get him out. Well, they get him out, but then it's oh another one of those. No, okay, the conversation. Which is like, is like, your time of the month? Like, oh no, because you see, they cut open. They did this. They we did have this. a complete hysterectomy. Stop talking. Stop talking. But I hadn't even gotten to the part where they open it and they just rip it all out. And you're just oh, like, oh, Jesus. He just steps in it so hard right there. Yeah. And then it's like, we got to go. I know someone. Who well, they find out the that Drakoff is the one who threw him in prison. Yeah. And um, then Melina, learned... their mom, is still alive. Yeah. And, and where can she... we find her? Yeah. The same Peter, but they didn't like, oh, you have enough fuel. Yeah. <laughs> sure you do. It's a, it's, a, it's a great cut, it's too. A it's a great like, moment. It's, it's like you get enough fuel, and then it like immediately cuts, and you just see it dropping. <laughs> like a stone. Yeah. There's a Not line how it there. would really there's happen. Such a, there's such a dysfunctional family dynamic in this film. But I love but the like part where the he perfect is so family. proud of them for the yeah. killers they've become. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what? Yeah. I love that whole dinner scene, like right after, or sorry, right before the dinner scene. I love when he's like putting on the outfit, and you just see him struggling, and it oh, cuts yeah. to them just outside waiting, <laughs> and, like impatient. And then he comes out, and he's like, "It still fits." And the look on Melina's face, where she's just like, "I'm gonna jump you now," mm-hmm. like we're just going at it. Don't care if the kids are watching. Like she was ready. It's like I've been in prison for however many years. <laughs> I've been. I've got a lot of energy. Yeah. Uh, but I guess the the dinner scene. I just love like when they're having dinner, like leading up to like the pig coming, like all of it. It's oh my gosh! So and then you find out that she's the one who helped master that technology. Yeah, but and then, then that's when it really triggers Yolanda up. at that point. I I really enjoyed the whole like the 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 the, the sort of like Ocean's Eleven heist esque misdirect mm-hmm. where. You think you're being sold out, but you're not. And there's been mm-hmm. more things going on. There's layers to it. There's yep. so many different layers to it. Like as it all starts to unfold. Yeah. Um, we get Yolanda goes off to, to her room. And I like that Lexi goes to stop like a dad goes to stop her. But she points out like you were the only family I ever had. Like you yeah. were my family. Um, and what's Alexi do? Just like any dad sings a song. <laughs> God callbacks <laughs> to the beginning of the movie um and then they find like, out of course about the whole thing that their mission back in ohio is part of what paid off in this whole ability to get rid of free will because apparently they stole from shield really hydra yeah working on stuff and they found a way to control mm-hmm. uh, parts of the brain that now Drakov has weaponized and apparently the red room is existing because apparently it's floating 
Yeah, it's a helicarrier. Mm-hmm. But, but before we see that, I love the when the red room comes in to stop them. The amount of tranquilizers they put into oh, <laughs> oh they thought that one. <laughs> and the look on David Harbour's face is just like oh. David Harbour did great. Everyone was just yeah. enjoying their moment in this this I, movie. I feel like I can't wait to see David Harbour in Thunderbolts. He's it's back, a, right? With yeah, Florence Pugh, right? Yeah, with She's Florence Pugh. Also, Taskmaster. Ju- jumping back what real about fast. White? She's still alive too, right? Yeah, she technically still alive. Um, jumping back to right before they actually got to where they meet the mom, I love that Natasha. Natasha, I have to ask you something. Does does he talk no. about me? <laughs> does he talk about me? <laughs> like what? No. Captain America? Does he talk about me? Which oddly enough, Captain America would never have known about him. I know because nope. Cap was frozen well before Alexi was born. He probably never would have looked him up. Ugh. Uh, so now we we cut back to we're on the. Uh, we're now on the, you know the Helicarrier Red Room. Bucky. Bucky would have known about him. Oh, and Bucky's going to be in Thunderbolts. And Bucky's going to be at Thunderbolts, too. Oh, oh. oh my God. I hope that comes up. I hope that line comes up. If it doesn't come up, oh, my God. Wait, wrong. they'll both think who was the better soldier, right? It'll be comparison. They both like they'll would try be to ru- share strength and stuff. And they, yeah, they, because they both would be Russian soldiers. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, because Winter Soldier was a Russian soldier. I thought he was like Hydra slash German. He's Hydra, but in the comics he was Russian, right, uh, John? Okay. He was taken in by the Russians, yes. Yeah, because okay, okay. that's why he's the Winter Soldier. Touche. Yeah, good point. Um, all right, so we get up there. We're in the Siberia. in the base, and we um, we um, Melina is talking to Tarkov, Natasha, and all of them are. Rolled up, Tarkov's going on, and then we discover that it wasn't Melina, it's Natasha. She had tricked him. Mm. And everyone starts to go through, we start to get everything unraveled, and we learn that the misdirect that you mentioned a minute ago um, was there. This Why is doesn't the, This isn't David the first Harbour... time we get the full face mask, right? In this movie? Yeah. No, we well, I mean, this is the first time in this movie, but this isn't the first time in the MCU we get this mask. No, we got that. No, we, we had it in Falcon Winter Soldier. Okay, no, yeah. Just right. Winter Soldier. Cap, yeah. No, but we also had it in Falcon and Winter Soldier too, right. because Sharon wears it yeah. at the end uh, when Sharon comes up in the last episode. She takes off the that's right the mask, and then we learn later that that's like version one of the tech. Yeah, and now there's new tech for it. Okay, um, sorry, that's okay. Um, so yeah, we get to the, the we go through this whole thing. We start to learn that Natasha can't stop, like she can't kill him. Like, is he cheating? Eggs are on. And yep. And so she's just like trying really hard. And they start cutting back and forth between different things. Um, We learned this is where we learned Taskmaster is his daughter Mm -hmm. who was injured during the Budapest mission. We get. um, He survived by having to make her into a monster. Yep. Turns into a monster. She then the monster goes off. And this is where we get. Red Guardian fighting Taskmaster, we get to see a lot more of those styles. Yes, that I think that's where the knife sequence may have been. It would make sense that this would be the yeah. I like when Florence Pugh is like getting out and she drops down from the air vent and does the pose. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and then she's like, Ew, she touched the floor. Yeah, it's like, Oh, um, yeah, it's it's a cool little sequence, and I like that. Well, there's also the part where where 
we find out that Natasha was taunting Drake off on purpose to, to try get and to... get him to hit her in the place to do yep. damage so that she would break the pheromone lock. And I love the part when she says the line, Sad thank you for cooperation. Yeah, and that nice callback to before. But to right before that, what I like is when she starts getting him to punch, because we don't know about the pheromone 100% just... No, we do know about the pheromone at that point, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's because she starts to get the punches. But we don't know like, about the remedy. Right, yeah, so she gets the punches, and you're like, she's up to something, because it's clear she's up to something. And then yeah, we get the cut. Purpose. Right, but then we get the cut to where we learn if you can sever the nerve. Yeah, well, and then you're like oh that's what she was doing and you think she's done it because that conversation right before right before she slams her head into the table in our mind it's like she's severed the nerve and then when she's the, like thank you for cooperation yeah and then he's like what and you just see her like oh, i gotta do it and then bam slams her yeah. head down <laughs> I, you don't punch hard enough though like she, she insulted yeah. him still <laughs> yeah when that black widow fight comes Mm. made me think of like kill bill but like i'm not trying to kill my opponents yeah and, and it's so got, holy hell yeah and it's so creative when they get the gas in there to like mm-hmm. free yes. them all at once um then everyone's trying to get away and i like that we have um yolana take him out i like that yolana gets to be the one to take oh, yeah. out drake, uh, drake off mm-hmm. and then we get but, the falling the whole falling sequence which is yeah because the taking him awesome. out pushes her off and unconscious, and so Nat puts grabs the vest. It explodes her away from the the. And then thing. dives off yeah. so that Taskmaster comes after her. Mm-hmm. Well, first what dives off, we don't know about Taskmaster yet. She saves Yolanda, and it's like this beautiful moment of like sisters saving each other, and then she sees Taskmaster and realizes she has to push her sister away for her sister to survive. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then it's that whole sequence of unrealistic falling through the ground because Natasha has no powers and should probably not have survived. Well, that that, that parachute was pulled awfully late. Yes, masters. Yeah. Yes. Um, I like the there should be some broken limbs. I like how there's yeah. the idea that she has this guilt about what happened to Antonia and how she won't give up on her, which is very Natasha. It's also very much why I think that's one of those things that her and Cap mm-hmm. have in common because this is her Winter Soldier. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is her saving somebody who she never meant to get harmed. Yep. You know, or that she had that was part of that red on her ledger. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Shall we say? And then we get down there, and I like that she doesn't kill. Obviously, she doesn't kill Taskmaster. She does the the red mist freeze Taskmaster, and then the family's all there, and Ross show starts to show up. And then, the only thing I didn't like is that we didn't get a sequence in there. A sequence of like with her and Ross. Like, did she evade him again? Yeah. How did that go? I feel I like she like turned herself I in. I no. feel she turns herself in. Well, then she must have escaped again. I just didn't like that. I feel like there could have been something there that would have been better. Because well, I was there to arrest her, and then, but then she's free again. And we've obviously saw way back at the beginning of the film the safe house where she was looking into dyeing her hair. Right, right. but I I feel, like, she, but I feel she saves. So right before he shows up, real fast, Yolanda gives the vest, yes. um, which becomes just a weird little. I don't know why they include it. You other like than the vest, she, I like the vest. I other like than she vest. wears the vest in Endgame, it's yeah. the same vest. Oh. Um, 
So other than that little bit, I don't understand the whole vest thing, but the the widows and the family all stay together and go away. Well, and we'll see and they them take later Taskmaster. they're going, they're really going after like the other widows that are out right. there in hiding. Right. Which at some point in time where they're going to address that, I hope. I was okay. Um, so they sort of started to in Hawkeye, we'll see, but yeah, never finished. And so then Ross shows up. So in my mind, what happens is Ross shows up. They basically arrest her, but then she, they let her go because she took out the Red Room. That she did something so they, good for them, they forgive her for it, and at least get that's how she's free again. Now that's me doing a lot of heavy lifting for Marvel that I shouldn't have yeah, to I just do. Would like, I wish we could have been clearer, yeah, in that sequence because we do see her again, and she's got a Quinjet. Thanks well, to her she, friend. Apparently, yeah, if you give him friend. time and money, yeah, he can make anything happen. She's going to go fr- help rescue friends. Yeah, which tells me she's obviously probably going to go get Cap and go break him out. Oh yeah, she was a hundred percent going to go break Cap. Out. Yeah, she's going to go do the breakout, which would be a nice way of you know if Ross did let her go. It's another way of sticking a thumb in his eye again. And I think so, that's what it is. I think by it's the just way, her... do you ever consider how many man hours and resources this guy wasted just chasing her? How yeah. did yeah. he not lose his job? Why do you think he's going to be president? I care. Like, <laughs> fail upward. Yeah, that's it's all he's doing. Like Just like any normal senators in this country, you fail upward and you too can be president. Not that Biden failed upward. I just mean like politics. <laughs> What's well, what everybody uh, from Ted Cruz to Tommy Tuberville is trying to do these days? Yeah, fail upwards. So I like that. So she goes out to do that, and then we get the cut or the tag, and it's Yolanda walking through the woods, oh, yeah. and we see Nat's grave, or sorry, mm-hmm. gravesite first. Then it's Nat. I love that. Like she's looking at, it and she stands up, and then all of a sudden, like whoa, Val's here, oh, blowing her nose. <laughs> And then she gives the next target, like, hey, it's like, well, I love that I'm on vacation. I'm like, I'm not working right now. I'm on vacation. Well, here's your next target. I think you'll be good. This is the person who's responsible for killing your sister. Yeah. So much shitty little. So we've seen. It's obviously Clint. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they show you the face. Well, actually, so it's, um, what's his name? It's, it's, it's not Clint so much as his alter ego from uh, Endgame that we see. Um, Ronan. Ronan. Thank you. Because that's a picture of Ronan. Yeah, so, well, but it would make sense that that would be the picture she would have. Yeah. Um, so here's here's my question to you on on it. Would you have preferred this to be the way Val is introduced, or do you like that Val Val was introduced um, in Falcon Wonder Soldier? Because this was the original first time we would ever see Val. I don't know. Either way works for me. Just the dark, dark. It's just the dark Nick Fury. Yeah, I kind of thought about it. I actually liked her in Winter Soldier better. I think Falcon Winter I, Soldier. I think I agree. I think I like that introduction because she gets to do the whole name thing. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm Val. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, like, I think that works better to me. And we see her court u.s agent there and so when she's here it makes sense that she's already been she had courted her um she's got all these other people what she's doing my question is because i thought the same thing when it's playing i was like i wonder what did they cut anything from this right in order to make it work now like was there more introduction of val in this moment before my understanding is no i believe they added to falcon 
mm-hmm. that they added a little bit to make that make more sense for the first appearance. So, gotcha. um, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that is that's Black Widow. As you can tell, Ooh. we all hated it. We hate it so much. Speaking of hating it so much, John, let us um, give you some final thoughts on these two things while I pull up your list real quick. What's your final oh, thoughts? I'm, I'm actually looking at my list. I have to say, I think of the two, Loki is my favorite. I think my biggest complaint about Black Widow isn't really to do with the film itself. I like the whole James Bond aesthetic. I love the pacing. I think the way it got placed is really my uh, the thing that underpines it for me. Because mm-hmm. you're right. This really mm-hmm. should have gone between Civil War and Infinity War. It should have been there. If it had been there, I think I would have held it higher. I think I currently have it listed down. Uh, let's 23. See, I 20, just 23. It it's between Iron Man 3 and Ant-Man 1. Um, I think it sh- it would have been higher, uh, closer to, say, Captain America Winter Soldier. If like, And, that, and I don't think I blame the film for anything about that. I think I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I did rank Loki higher. Loki comes in at number six. It's my favorite of the um, television series so far, which I do think some of the early television series like WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Loki are all, in my mind, top rate. Yeah, they're really strong. They they start off strong. strong, And they they get the highest rankings. And, of course, Loki takes the top spot at number six ahead of WandaVision for me. So Nice, nice. I'm going to be curious to see if Eric hates... um, Hates Black Widow as much as you do. <laughs> All right. Uh, Eric, oh, that I did John's again. I'm so sorry. Let's pull up Eric's actually oh, this time. You. I know, I know. And yours says Eric's movie, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric. Um, what do you think about um you can do them in either order you want? Which one do you want to do? Final thoughts. Um, Final um, thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I, so like I said, this was a week where I, I liked both of them more than I I did the first time through. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll start with Loki up front because it, we talked about it first. Um, again, to me, it really mainly got dinged for the stretch aspects of it, where it felt like there were parts, if not whole episodes, as I mentioned, where they were really kind of stretching plot lines and stretching things to kind of make a TV show versus a movie is what it kind of felt like. Um, but that said, it was really good. I liked it more than I liked it before. I think having kind of this quick reference of Loki being that, you know, in the last half year, I've really learned his whole story versus over the course of 10 years, like it was before 11. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. I gave it, I believe, four stars. Um, yep. And it fell uh, falls at number 23 on my list, just behind Dr. Wow. Strange. So where you put Black Widow, Eric mm-hmm. put Loki interesting yeah all right and so, black widow and so then where i got to black widow that was actually that probably jumped the one of the highest in terms of my turnarounds into this list um that came in at four and a half stars for me i like it and it falls at number nine because i really wow. it's a good standalone movie i mean wow. they talk about the avengers a lot it, there's clearly some some history around everything but mm-hmm. It still stands on its own as a movie. It's a really fun, nonstop action film. Um, and I mean, as Rachel's watching all these with me now, especially now in the MCU, she this is one of the first times she's really appreciated uh, female-driven storyline in general off this. Wow. Not that she hasn't looked for them. It's just, you know, this is the first time she really got hooked on it, I think. Wow. Especially for a movie. Because I remember you not liking 
this I movie know, originally because yeah, no, you always would give well. me you would give me shit for liking this movie and then it, it it holds up a lot better it does get a little chaotic um in the third act but that's that's my only all right that's my only ding if i had to all right so let's talk about some uh my final thoughts i really like the way they handled loki i love the um Fan service for it, the music, getting to know the character, getting to explore characters you don't really know. It was nice change of pace to do something that wasn't based on a comic, so there was nothing for me to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to go in kind of blind, which was fun for once. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. It's, it is a five stars for me, and it is uh, number five on my list. It is way up there. It is my favorite of the TV shows by a long shot. This actually didn't change much. If you remember my um, old list, Eric, Loki was always pretty high up there. So you're a big Loki stand. I am a Loki stand. Um, there's just something about this show that I love so much. As far as Black Widow, um, Black Widow is four <laughs> and a half stars, and it's number twenty-four on my list. Yeah. Um, keep in mind, I do have like the the baby Groots on here, so that does kind of. You've actually the numbers got pretty close to where I ranked it too. So, yeah, I really like, I really do like this movie. Don't get me wrong. Um, consider, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, my list of movies here is 114 movies out of 114. Black Widow is 24. So, uh, I really, I do really enjoy it a lot. It is one I actually find myself going back rewatching because it's an easy one to put on. Oh, like yeah. the storyline's so simple, um, and it's just really cool. And Nat- Natasha's one of the few characters we've seen in a lot of things. Yeah, because we've seen her all the way back since Iron Man two, and it's um, it's really good. I do agree though with John that if this had been Phase three, this would probably be a lot higher, even for me still, because it would just play in so much more. Mm-hmm. I I really do think that them making it a prequel hurts it. If you yeah. watched it in the order they actually released them. It hurts mm-hmm. the movie. I think it would have been much, much, much higher. Yeah. But um, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's um, the next two movies in um, this particular phase. So next week, we will be doing the fun and exciting What If Season 1, which mm-hmm. can be found on the, the Big D, Disney Plus, <laughs> and um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I'm looking forward to that. Um, spoiler, one of us really, really likes this movie a lot. Um, so those will be the two. You can find that on Disney Plus also. So hope you um stick around and watch those with us. All right. So all that said, you can write to us and let us know your questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, qualms. Um, let us know what movies you want us to do next after the MCU. You can do this by writing us at notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com. You can find us on the Instagram at not underscore funny underscore guys underscore presents. On the Twitter at notfunnyguyspod, blue sky, the not funny guys. You can find me on Twitter at vash underscore maxwell, letterbox at vash maxwell, blue sky, Casey Franklin. Eric can be found over on the letterbox as Eckley, E-K-L-Y on instagram at hot honey underscore comics where he's got some sticky situations just waiting for you to see just peel away the honey and see what he's got hidden (laughs) john where can they find you uh you can find me over on instagram at esoteric underscore by underscore design you can find me on letterbox at esoteric 
underscore Evans. You can find me over on uh, Blue Sky at Arching with a PhD. Awesome. And you will find all of us on November 4th doing Extra Life, raising money for children's hospitals. So if you would like to donate to that, you can look us up on Extra Life um, page. Um, just look up the Not Funny Guys and you'll find our team. Or you can look I'll us up in by our names. Yeah, and if you have any questions, if you can't find us and you want a direct link, shoot us an email, notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com and we will be sure to send you the direct link on how to find that if you can't find it. Raising my, this is my 10th year. I didn't realize that until oh, I really? signed up and it oh, nice. like, gives you a notification that like, congratulations, this is 10 years. Nice, congrats. So, um, Nine for me, yeah. Yeah, Eric. I think it's only my five or six because uh, I've missed a few. Yeah, but you still did. It stuff always falls around my anniversary, didn't. which never helps. Yeah, well, you just have to tell your wife that. Sorry, honey, <laughs> I gotta raise money for children. Yeah, yeah. For children. Mean, okay. They said <laughs> WandaVision for the children. For the children. Well, luckily they started putting it like the first of November instead of the uh, the. Well, it's always the first weekend. I feel like it's. There were some end of October ones. I feel yeah, like. I feel like there's at least been one or two in October. Well, with all of that yeah. said, I would like to remind you for all time, always. Good night. We love you 3000. Exactly. Say not funny guys again. No. Not funny guys again. No, can you say not funny guys? Not funny guys. Now that we've got everything covered, I'm going to start over. Because Eric laughed, and now I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> when you fault. laughed a second Don't ago, it took, it took a second to kick in. Sorry. That's on me. Check I apologize. Us. You did laugh, though, and it did... Um, I laugh all the time. You do. All right. It's, it's my endearing charm. <laughs>